Hello audience and welcome to today's episode of Blind Insights. Today we're going to talk about what 2023 might hold for Blind Insights and for our audience. And it could sound a little bit different because of course we were going to record this at the Solstice Podcasting Studios but it was a really hot day and now it started to rain and I didn't want to go in and come home in soup. And now Tim went home and the power's out. So we are doing this from my laptop and Tim's iPad. So this could be the weirdest editing job in the history of Blind Insights. The ultimate hidden truth of the world is that it is something that we make and could just as easily make differently. David Graeber, 1961 to 2020. Welcome to Blind Insights, a podcast we call A Haphazard Guide to Living. Hosted by philosophy master David Olney and myself, a philosophy student, Tim Whiffen. I'm here with David Olney. How are you, David? I'm very good. Are you feeling like you're inside a tin can or are you feeling okay? Um, <laughs> I might sound like it, but you know, I'm feeling okay. I'm well enough to go outside. No, oh, uh, look, this, this is good. Like, the important thing is, you know, does it feel like you're talking into a tin can hooked to a bit of string where I'm at the other end on another tin can? That, that's the big important issue. Your listeners certainly wouldn't be used to that. You know, it was only today that we received a compliment by email from a, a listener saying, you know, we had excellent production quality um, for thoughtful content. And he was, you know, complimenting how unique that was to find. Uh, and so it, there's a certain kind of irony in the, in the same day that we can't access all the, the good audio quality that we would normally have. <laughs> uh, it's called O'Reilly's Law, and O'Reilly's Law is that Murphy is an optimist. <laughs> I like it. That's hilarious. Well, um, I, I tend guess... to just call it Bastard's Law. Like, if something can be a bastard, it will. Oh, it, un- undoubtedly, especially when it comes to... Uh, the technology, although I suppose you know our power network isn't is actually kind of ancient. So <laughs> anyway, it's only a very very small circle in my suburb, and I just happen to be between two streets that have been hit. So it absolutely is uh, dun, bastard's dun. law. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of emails that we received from listeners, thank you very much for everyone who has emailed, but also. In light of Blind Insights going relatively independent, we have changed our email. And so if you want to contact us, it is no longer at Oscast Network. It is uh, tim at whimsyproductions.com, which you can still find in the episode descriptions. Yep. And if you don't find that, you can always just go to the link to my website and use the contact form, which will get to me. And then I'll share it with Tim. Just like if you send it to Tim, he'll share it with me. So, whichever way you find to get in contact with us is fine. Yes, that's it. So, if you go back and listen to older episodes, you may hear some defunct information. But I guess that's where we introduce the new kind of path forward for 2023. Maybe, what what, what do you hope for this year, David? Well, I suppose, you know, do we want to start by explaining to the listeners why we've become independent? I think that's a good idea. I will start by saying that last year I started working for an independent media company in Adelaide, Solstice Media, and as such, this podcast has become independent just so that it is in no way competitive with my day job. So that's my side of the story. <laughs> and then yep. yourself. And it, 
And in my case, I kind of figure that being that I'm now working for a marketing company in Texas and a marketing company in Adelaide, that once again, where it was important for Tim for this to just be an independent personal project, that again, it's probably just important for me at some point that it is an independent personal project. It just hasn't got to that moment yet where there's any kind of conflict of interest that I have to manage. So much better straight away to just say, this is Tim and I running Blind Insights off Tim's Omni account, where if you want to contact us, it goes straight to our websites and no connection with a broader organization so that there's never any problem for either of us professionally in continuing to have an utterly independent voice and being able to say whatever weird shit entertains us. (laughs) Yes, but speaking of which, I feel it's probably important to recognize that for the past four years that we've been running Blind Insights and the past 180 episodes, 144 official ones or something like that at time of recording, but smaller clips as well included in 180, we have been running with the help of the Ozcast Network, who were absolutely formative, I suppose, in bringing this podcast about and will forever be a part of this this history and still exist. So we appreciate their help in getting us here. Hmm. Yeah, I, I t- wholeheartedly agree. When Tim sort of invited me to go and record a podcast together and we walked down to the studio in the Epworth building and I met Liam and Andy and I was like, this is a great place and I learnt lots and I did an internship during my master's with Liam and Andy and it would be forever awesome that they helped and to stay friends with them but for the sake of professional integrity with Tim's job now and again, I don't foresee any obvious problem but at the same token, I'm working for a marketing company in Adelaide and I can't see now where the direct conflict may ever be with Oscast, but I also don't want there to ever be one because so many of the people involved in my history of podcasting, our history of podcasting, and my new career are friends. Mm. So the best yes. thing seems to be to keep friends, work, and the podcast. The podcast is the easiest thing to give its own independent channel. Yeah, it's the easy, it's something that you know. There's no hurt feelings in some ways about taking it to an independent place because it isn't anyone's income or anything. So that makes sense. So I guess that speaks yeah. to. Uh, and again, who's... we don't ever expect to make an income because it's really what we've learned about podcasting over doing this is <laughs> you know, when we start, it's like, oh, how do we commercialize this? How do we make it financially viable? How do we make it make money? And the big yeah. thing I realized during my internship with Liam and Andy is that you know, a bit like growing olives, the best thing is to be the person that owns the, sh- you know, the tree shaker. Everyone mm. needs to hire the tree shaker. Everyone needs to hire a press. Mm. Everyone needs the tools, but the product, that's a thing where actually you, know, you better be doing it for love because maybe there's some money somewhere over the horizon. But when I did my internship and wrote... I think it was a 5,000-word paper on the podcast industry. Mm. I concluded that you basically do it for posture and credibility, which is the premise we've taken ever since that point of this is about us just having another place to have our voices where people can get to know us if they want to work with us or just have fun listening to us. And if it ever makes a dollar... Well, I won't die of shock because I refuse to die for any reason other than utter old age at about (laughs) 97. (laughs) Yes. 
So I guess in that spirit, we still do have a buy me a coffee service if you ever feel. But honestly, what helps us out more than that is still reviews. If you feel the compulsion to support us in any way, it is to grab your phone and everyone else around your vicinity's phone and to review us on Spotify and iTunes and, and Google, um, the big three for sure. Um, that helps us out a lot. Um, because, you know, the more people that we that listen to us, uh, the more motivated we are to keep making episodes. <laughs> Yeah, like we've got a degree of motivation no matter what, but yeah. feedback is, again, we're still just normal humans who are positively affected by our tribe, you know, going, woohoo, <laughs> go peeps. We're and always going to keep an audio future, Yeah, like at the moment I'm reading lots of books on building community and how the idea of belonging works, and I definitely want to do an episode on that, and I think that's something everyone's really going to enjoy, and I think that's, again, from my perspective, one of the things that now I've got more time, episodes may end up being far more structured in the sense I will have read four or five books before we record them and they probably will end up being back up to an hour by the time I go through the pieces I want to go through and Tim asks me all the questions he thinks up. And so listeners, our plan really is for this year as much as possible is to probably record one night a month if we can and get two good episodes out of that and anything small or interesting on top. Release them fortnightly for you know at least twenty four of twenty six fortnights of the year, mm. and gradually start putting international guests back in. You know, mm-hmm. late last year, Damien Lewis had a new book out about the British SAS in World War Two. There's going to be a follow up book this year to that first book. It would be great to have him on again to talk about both books. There's all sorts of books. Some of the books I'm reading on community and belonging at the moment. You know, the authors would be great to have on, but mm. we need to get back to having some structure and order and feeling that if we have a guest on, we know roughly how our lives run before Tim's under pressure to try and get an international guest's podcast out at the level he's happy with. That has to fit within our window of time we can put into projects. Yes, but that said, my life is more structured in this podcast than it has ever been in like in the last, you know, four or five years. So mm. I am quite committed and last year's kind of optimism <laughs> falling flat aside, I'm quite committed this year that I think um I'm doubling down on this because I am reinvigorated to make blind insights um a regular thing again and I'm finding mm. myself needing that kind of professional and personal development kind of outlet and mm. you know david <laughs> david is a perfect kind of mine or <laughs> resource for that in some sense aside from our friendship <laughs> hey i don't mean but mine being a mine nothing wrong with being a mine <laughs> i don't mind being a mine i suppose the other big thing listeners too is you know we're trying to get a routine around it too that you know more often than not our plan is you know, to record at the end of Tim's work day early in the week and then go have dinner in the city and a glass of wine, hang out for a couple of hours because that's so much of the fun for us too. So, that, you know, it's one night a month at a minimum that we go, right, it's, it's catch up and record, go have a meal, have a glass of wine, walk to the bus stop, say goodnight and look forward to doing it next time and yeah. get a couple of great episodes. And all right, with international episodes, we might need to do them from home to work around time gaps and whatever else, but still, I can't see where that's going to be a problem. And, all right, I have to say that I thought I would have had more time by now at the end of my Masters, but that Mm -hmm. is only because I'm still playing catch-up on catching up with everyone I literally ignored for a year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I'm just thinking my work. So Solstice Podcasting, you know, we are able to use their studios, and when when we get the uh, opportunity to get in there, and that's fantastic. And thank you for their support, of course. And looking forward, um, I have a few things even that I would like to bring as topics for instance there's um, an australian psychologist i would like to talk to there's mm, the book um, you were talking about last time we caught up where yeah mm. you still need to tell me when you read it so i can then go haha and pounce on it too <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> and i would love to cover I, I don't even think we ever got to speak about four thousand weeks last last year did we no i think for whatever reason we never were able to get oliver breckman and then i can't remember yeah. if that's when Jess got COVID or just you got COVID. Someone yes. got COVID and that yeah. was the end of you, me, Jess and Peter yes. recording. Now, Peter's doing honours in psychology this year. So whether we can get him on regularly, don't know. He's going to have a pretty stressful year. Yes. And Jess is now doing her master's in clinical psychology. Wow. So yeah. a lot of the regular people who you know you'll enjoy hearing with us, mm. whether they can come on, we might be lucky if we can get them once in the year. Hopefully mm. Luke can come back a bit more regularly. Yeah, um, well he's... I would love to I would love to grill Luke a little bit as a prospective father. I would love to grill Luke about what it's like going into that. I think that could make an interesting episode. Well that's great. That's one where I can just laugh a lot in the back going going, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I think it will tie into other things that I'm finding interesting at the moment. There's a lot of really positive literature coming out now about undefining, redefining kind of masculinity and you know, looking at some of the kind of, let's say, I don't want to say men's problems because it's it's really far from the men's rights activist movement. It's, it's a lot more positive than that, but I think there's definitely some things to talk about there as well. Well, how um, you described it the other day, I think, was to take the toxic out of toxic masculinity, which I thought mm. was a really great way to define the few books you've been reading. That sounded yes. really interesting. Yeah, so I think there's um, some bits in there that will flow on into um, fatherhood, which could be interesting. And uh, I'm also, and we and absolutely we can look at getting Oliver Breckman on, and yeah, I'm I'm just interested to get a, a few international guests on. Honestly, um, there's a, a couple mm. I have in mind that you know their books were produced or released, I should say, published even better um, in the and, you know possibly up to two years ago, but that in some ways makes it a better time to visit them because they're not so busy. Yeah, um, they might be you know have more time for a long interview with people who are still interested in the book significant period of time after it was written. Mm. Yes. Like, you know, listeners, we were going to get Johan Hari last year for Stolen Focus, and then, you know, the, the sort of the poor man had about the worst thing that can happen happen to him, and that was that his brother-in-law, I think it was. I, th I, think, uh, it's the, I think it was his actual brother. Okay, brother or brother. All I knew was it was like family mm. committed suicide. Um, literally the day we were going to interview him. Mm. So uh, I, you know, this is going to sound sick and twisted and I don't really mean it to, but my guess is the way, you know, personal experience informs his writing, he will probably end up writing an incredibly important book on, you know, why there is such a prevalence of suicide at the moment and the mm. impact it's having on modern Western societies. And that book will probably be as important or more important than his last two. Definitely. So 
I assume there will be another book and I assume we will probably try and reach out again feeling a bit weird that we were going to record with him on the day that, you know, tragedy struck his family. Mm. I would love to try and get him back on. He, he may be too busy in his writing hole, but the, you know, that Stolen Focus book is still charting. Uh, so, the, you know, it's as relevant as it was when it came out. So there's definitely some opportunities there. I can also mm. see some opportunities in collaborating with the other couple of podcasts that you're still involved with, David, because I still, in some ways, like to see this podcast as a, as a bit of a gateway drug into some of the other things that you're on. So we may cover, you know, little baby versions of geopolitics or politics, and that's definitely a gateway into something like Strategicon, which is a bit more hardcore. And we can definitely yeah, cover some Yeah, we might things. just do it from a different angle because mm. that's the thing. There's no reason we can't do international stuff. And it's a bit the same, you know, this is why we recorded the Blind Insights episode about my master's thesis because, again, what Steve Davis and I did it with it as a webinar for Talked About Marketing was a very different product for a very different use. You know, mm. Both could be very useful to people, but one is just to listen along. The other you know, is being turned into a multiple-choice quiz and an educational product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more uh, a practical examination. And then, exactly, Talked About Marketing... It- makes sense to um, even bring Steve back in on things and you know be a bit of a well, gateway. We've got to get him in to talk about Russian literature. Now he's reading big books. <laughs> yeah, like he likes that's... words and now he likes big books. Yeah, that that's scary to me. I feel like um, I'll I'll sit myself in the corner and and kind of try and understand YouTube and talk about that. <laughs> well, particularly if we end up maybe talking about War and Peace as well as Anna Karenina. Like we might have to have the first four hour episode of Blind Insights seeing it's about a forty hour book. <laughs> the Spark Notes, that's four hours long. <laughs> oh ow. And then of course last year, you know, we well, actually it was the end of twenty twenty one. We did our Facebook live video and actually got a decent number of people mm. and it was a lot of fun and we were mad keen to do it again last year. I really don't know what we do with that because again, it was fun to do and probably happily do it again but uh, again does it fit with how much time we've both got now is it really relevant to make video these are things if you've got an opinion on like if we get lots of people saying they really want video we'll probably think about reprising the facebook live and then releasing the episode later if we don't get a single email saying do video or we'll cry um we'll probably just make audio (laughs) true uh, speaking of, I have access to be able to run live video feeds from the studio at Solstice um, with independent, like independently, just you and I. So um, we can absolutely, we can absolutely put that. Well, on at the, the agenda. minimum, perhaps we should record little chunks and use them as clips. Definitely, uh, you know, video content shares much uh, precisely better on uh, social media. Um, however, I am. I've recently felt like I'm doubling down on audio as a medium. I would never release our podcasts as a full video, um, no, in case that's something you want not to interested. <laughs> yeah. no, just that, that's just saying no. There's like having me having to look in the right direction for that long. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also that. <laughs> so I, I hope that gives some candid. Uh, look into insight into <laughs> funnily enough insight into um what the next year looks like for us um i guess this is an opportunity as well to open up any kinds of questions or um 
you know, uh, you know thoughts and feelings for, for listeners to to give give us an email in that description or to hop on David's website and enter the contact form. And um, is there anything else I guess you wanted to cover, David? No, that that sounds pretty much like everything, other than early on we had the whole aim of how do we make a successful podcast, and mm. we never let it mess with our content. Like we didn't ever bend content to try and be famous. And then we kind of realized, actually, we just do this because we love it. And now we're really in the situation where we're because of our jobs. We really just do this because we love it. So we're still never going to bend the content to somehow magically try and be successful and famous. Um, But with me not being in academia anymore, I think if anything, things I read and directions of things that interest me will probably become more random. And I'd have to assume for Tim going to work and doing audio production every day, what you read for fun, what you find for mental stimulation, like me, is probably going to get broader and stranger. So my suspicion is as time goes on, yeah, it's probably always going to be a bit about psychology and philosophy and history and economics, but I would expect that we will go in further directions between episodes, you know, from over here to over there and then back again and then somewhere else will probably be you know the more normal pattern of our our topics and guests. Mm. I I still feel that haphazard is a is a really good. I think it's probably more close. Like it was kind of fun when we said it, but now it mm. feels like it's kind of going to actually be true all the time. <laughs> and uh, I guess that's the way for everyone to explain. If you need to explain this podcast to other people, um, so and then secondarily to that, you can gush about David and. Um, then people will, will hop on board. But haphazard guide to living, um, I think, is the the path forward. And equally, forgive us if our lives are a little haphazard in the next year. But we have doubled down, and I think that you'll find us a bit more consistent um, and a little less consistent at the same time, if that's possible. Mm. And I have a sneaking suspicion that when I finish reading this bundle of books on community and belonging, and we record the episode on it. I have a sneaking suspicion. We've always talked about, you know, wanting the podcast to, you know, lead to, contribute to, help a sense of community, people to not feel alone and feel like they belong somewhere. And the more I read about community, I couldn't have defined what I really meant historically by community. It's just one of those things you feel and you instinctually understand. But I think the more I'm reading about it the last week and a half, the more I'm getting a sense there's actually specific things you can do to try and build it. And that part of what you might hear listeners us talk about is to what extent we maybe want to do some deliberate things to make this a home for a definite community. And that doesn't mean a crazy big website and a crazy big discussion board. It's not about sort of physical manifestation. It's just there's ways you can do things that make it easier for people to connect and make it clearer that they understand what they're a part of and that they can decide whether that is something they value or not. And that, that we might talk about that stuff a bit this year because, you know, part of finishing up at uni for me is the realisation that for the first time in a long time, it's not that I've sort of burnt all the bridges to uni. I've still got so many friends from there. The institution itself, I've deliberately burnt bridges. I put C4 charges on them and blew the shit out of the bridge. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to teach there again. I don't want to be involved in the institution again. 
but there's so many people who are so central to my life because of that place. So people are what I've taken away from university as mattering. Always knew that was true, but it's really interesting to have experienced the institution can fall off the cliff and it has no impact on how I relate to the people I care about. Mm. And that then provides me with an opportunity now to go, well, what other things do I want to connect with? Who is Who are the new people that are going to matter? Because yeah, the whole point with life is you go forward, you always interact with new things and new people and have to decide what's going to be valuable and what you can incorporate into your life and you know who becomes important and adds value. So we're both in situations now where our sense of community and our professional connectedness is heading in new directions where there'll be new people and new opportunities. And if they have a positive impact on us you're going to hear about it on the podcast because we're going to expose you to things that we think are valuable and people that we think, you know, are interesting and ethical and lovely. Mm. And not quite sure where that's going other than people are central. So expect if we find people that we want to introduce you to, there'll, there'll be extra new people involved in the podcast as and when we find them. And without sounding possibly too mushy, I I kind of hope that listeners put us in their Dunbar number, and I kind of feel like, even though there's a lot of you, more than <laughs> is in the Dunbar number, we kind of put you in the Dunbar number too, but just as an amalgamation. So feel a part of that, and thank you very much for listening. Yep, because there's nothing dumb about being anyone's dumb. Thank you very much, David. It was a terrible pun. Please punish me for that. <laughs> this is a terrible trait I've learned from talking to my boss in America every week. There's always puns whether they're appropriate or not. That's probably one of the things that's going to characterize Tim having to edit me in 2023. <laughs> whether I leave them in or not. <laughs> Alright, thanks David. Thanks Tim, and thank you listeners. Thank you for listening to Blind Insights. If the ideas of this episode have inspired you, please consider subscribing and sharing with your friends. Do them a favour so we can make a better informed and connected world. Thank you to Solstice Podcasting for use of their studio. If you're interested in making your own podcast, find out more at solsticepodcasting.com.au.